What's up, Wikimaniacs? Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Trust me, I know. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore, my guy, and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, you can get 25% off with the code reddit at trueclassic.com. Again, that's promo code reddit at trueclassic.com. What's up, Wikimaniacs? Welcome to Reddit on Wiki. My name is Josh Shell, and I am your host for today. Sorry for my absence last week, but a uh, huge shout out to Lindsay from Yield Crime for covering for me. I'm slightly worried about losing my job, but she's not Canadian, so I think I'm safe. <laughs> With me, as always, however, is, of course, your boy, Sean. What's up, it's buddy? It's your boy, Sean. <laughs> it's your boy, Sean. It's your boy, Sean. That's three shots. You know what it is. It's called name recognition. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the man keeping this entire podcast together with his shit posting on Twitter. It's John. What's up, buddy? We got to come up with another nickname for, for me because on my episodes, I say it's your boy John as well. So I think that's Sean's now. Yeah, uh, I've taken it over. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too late for me. It's your girl, John. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll come up with some. I mean, I don't have one either, I don't think. You guys just Poppy John. <laughs> no, that's my thing. I'm Father Josh. That's <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. No, you're Uncle Josh. BJ. Oh, right, right. Uncle BJ. I forgot Uncle that's my name. <laughs> oh damn it! If this is your first episode, I I apologize for all the insects. <laughs> Go back and listen to our whole catalog to get the entire story. And if you haven't listened to us before, Reddit on Wiki is a podcast where each week one of us crappily researches a topic online and presents it to our co-hosts. If you end up falling in love with our show and want more, you can go to our patreon.com at slash reddit on wiki and get ad-free episodes a week early and a bonus episode each month starting this month sometime. We're not sure when. We're recording it today, so it'll come out someday. The money helps offset the cost of hosting and allows us to bring more great content to you guys. Well, I hope it's great content, but uh, <laughs> so if you can... If you can, go help us out. If you want to support us in other ways, you can give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Much like this is Brian Lee on Apple Podcast, who gave us a five-star rating titled Whoa. E Does Not Equal MC Squared, which is a, another throwback to an episode where I requested that be the title. He says, quote, what is it called when you're learning, uh, learning about stuff, but it's ridiculously fun, end quote. Now, I don't know the answer, this is Brian Lee, but goddamn, I hope it's us. Uh, we appreciate you listening. And if you want to have your name read on the show, be sure to leave us a rating and a review with the creative title like Brian. Uh, we don't even know the answer. Or yeah, leave really hurtful comments like that guy on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine too. Yeah. Should we talk about that? I don't know. No, I, I mean, which is, to me, it's very ironic because his first tagline says, <laughs> Do was it? Do not listen to. Hopefully, no one listens to this. Yeah, some some shit like that. I'll I'll, I'll 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 give I'll give context. So on YouTube, we're on YouTube now. By the way, there's video I'm looking at you if you're watching. Sean is not looking at his camera when he did. That. <laughs> no, oh, no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. There we go. Be good. Skin is looking good. 
So on YouTube, we had a comment on my Salem Witch Trials episode where he says that they had debunked the ergot in the bread. But my response to that is, it's funny as shit, so get over it. <laughs> Does it really change anything if they were on LSD or not? I don't know. It was hundreds of years ago. Who cares? <laughs> uh, that guy, you can ergo yourself. Please support us. Yes. <laughs> we're just going to uh, roll past that comment, John. We're just going to bypass that completely, not even touching. <laughs> I didn't say F yourself. I just, you know. like that yourself. Ergo yourself. <laughs> Go do LSD and chill a little. Chill. You know? Now, with all the housekeeping out of the way, it's time to get into the topic of today's episode. To kick things off, I'd like to ask John and Sean, what would you guys say are America's top three favorite things? Guns. Okay. War. Money. Right. Okay, that is three things. Okay, he had those right off the top of those head, off his head. You can tell he's born from Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you better believe it. Uh, what about you, John? A lot of things that involves balls. So footballs, basketballs, and baseballs. Okay. Balls. I never expected that one. But Well, Sean took all the good ones, so I have to say something. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I mean, Sean did hit a few of them, you know, money. So not paying taxes, of course. Guns. <laughs> war, which is rebellions. <laughs> and then, of course, whiskey. The three cornerstones of American lifestyle. Not paying taxes, whiskey, and rebellion. Wait a second. That? Only the rich people don't pay taxes. We pay taxes. Yeah, but you guys fight it every time. That's how your country was built. <laughs> hey, we, we bought a middle class. <laughs> Gotta eat up all this shit all the time, right? Okay. That's fair. No, listen. I'm okay with that. The rich should pay more taxes. I agree So fuckers like Jeffrey Bezos can casually go to space... Oh, we got to work our nine to five. With William Shatner. Yeah. Did William Shatner go into space? Oh, shit. Sean's way behind. Yeah, he went up there and he was very awestruck, which is weird because I've seen him up there before on the show. It was a documentary, I think, back in the 70s. I don't know what it was. So I don't know why he was so surprised to what space was. But anyway, yeah, he was up there. Yeah, so going back to the three things, we are going to talk about the Whiskey Rebellion, one of the lesser-known American revolts in history. Do you guys know anything about the Whiskey Rebellion? Is it kind of like the alcoholic version of the Boston Tea Party? It is almost exactly that. (laughs) (laughs) you got to be to rebel. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you have to be... Absolutely plastered to hold a gun. (laughs) That's good war technique. It's something that could only take place in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Yeah. So the Whiskey Rebellion was, oh, so by the way, we're going to, I'm going to go through what the Whiskey Rebellion is. We're going to do an ad break. And then after the ad break, stay tuned because I'm going to consume some candy corn as punishment for my, uh, my terrible candy list, apparently. (laughs) Blunder. Uh, I'll get candy corn. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the scores and who won and all that at the end of the show. So uh, stick around for that. But let's hop into the Whiskey Rebellion. Uh, so the Whiskey Rebellion was a 1794 uprising by farmers and distillers in western Pennsylvania to protest a federal whiskey tax. After years of aggression with tax collectors, the region finally erupted into a confrontation that led to President Washington sending in troops to quell 
what some feared would turn into a true revolution. The opposition to the whiskey tax and the rebellion itself built support for the Republicans who overtook the Washington Federalist Party for power in 1802. The Whiskey Rebellion is considered one of the first major tests of the authority of the new United States government. So 1794, when was the the actual American Revolution? Like 1776, right? 76, so not even 14 years later, if my math is correct, which it never is. They were like... All right, we've had enough of this. <laughs> We're rebelling. It's uh, round two, tax, baby. Tax our whiskey. It's over. You can Buck tax tea. our tea, but don't touch our goddamn whiskey. <laughs> Any drinks. You guys really have a thing for drinks. That seems they just shouldn't be taxed, man. They shouldn't yeah. be taxed. That's true. That's why you have the big slurps or whatever they're called. I don't know what they're called down there. Get big drinks. Get big drinks. At uh, fast fast food restaurants, they're huge. Oh, that stopped though. Oh, did it stop? Well, I feel like there's no supersize or anything. Oh shit! Where's the rebellion on that? Thirty two ounces is like the biggest one we have now. That's still pretty fucking big. Not with sweet tea, my guy. Sweet tea is like the the nectar of the gods. Sweet sweet tea (laughs) is way too good. What is sweet tea? Is that just iced tea? So it's iced tea, but then you just put a shitload of sugar in it, like an obscene amount of okay. sugar. So just Canadian iced tea then. Yeah, so legal <laughs> legal crack pretty much. Yeah, we, we just do that with all of our iced tea up here. That's that's what we do. You just put maple syrup on every tea that you have. So if that I ask for it Yeah, well yeah. So if I ask for an iced tea down there, it would not be sweet, is that what you're saying? Depends on what part of the country. Like yeah, the Texas south. Texas or yeah, South is sweet tea is reign supreme. Mm-hmm. But other yeah. places, like if you go to New York and you ask for a tea, you're going to get like a unsweetened iced tea. In a Starbucks cup, right? That's New York. <laughs> probably, probably. All right. So let's hop into what the whiskey tax actually was. So during the American Revolution, individual states occurred a significant debt. And in 1790, Treasury Secretary Alexander Hamilton pushed for a federal government to take over that debt from the states. He also suggested an exercise tax on whiskey to prevent further financial difficulties. So basically, he was like, now that we're in the independent federal government, we should take the debt that the states collected, and then we should just tax to pay off their debts, you know? And it makes sense when you think about it. However, President George Washington was against Hamilton's suggestion of a whiskey tax. But in 1791, Washington journeyed through Virginia, and Pennsylvania to speak with citizens about their views. Local government officials met the idea of a whiskey tax with enthusiasm, and Washington took this as assurance back to Congress, which passed the bill. So, as you can see there, he talked to the governments, not actually the people or the businesses or anything like that. So, protests against the new tax began almost immediately, (laughs) arguing that the tax was unfair to small producers, which it was. Under the new law, large producers paid the tax annually at a rate of six cents per gallon. So the more they produced, the further they got tax breaks, basically. However, uh, small, small producers uh, were stuck with paying $0.09 cents per gallon in taxes. So considerably more, especially since they're making less money. Like, it's just, it is unfair. I will give them that. The idea is sound. They just did it, went the capitalist way and was like, let's let large businesses do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> um, not much has changed. Not at all. Again, the middle class... Gotta take shit from the upper. You gotta take 
take the hit, you know, because Jeff Bezos needs his almost monthly space trips at this point. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which is ridiculous. He's treating that bitch like it's an Uber ride, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he texts the girl, you up, and then he goes to <laughs> get some alien booty. <laughs> what was his ex's name? I forget, but that's why he broke up. He knew he knew there's alien booty out there. No, 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 that's that's Elon Musk. Oh, oh. Yeah. I don't know. If she's apparently one of the richest people in the world. That I don't know her name. But. Grimes is? No, no, no. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is that. Oh, I was about to say, what the fuck is Grimes? She got half? She got half, didn't she? She did, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Get that bag. I think she's donated a lot of it, to be fair, but uh, I mean. I mean, she was you? there from the beginning, so she deserves it anyways. Yeah, yeah. She, she put up with him. Yeah. <laughs> put up with this Lex Luthor looking motherfucker. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So far, workers obviously took further issue because only cash would be accepted for tax payment. Um, so you can do like an IOU or, or anything like that, which many of the larger companies could do. So that is basically the tax in itself. Now we're going to move on to the violence that ensued afterwards. The law was an immediate failure since refusal to pay the taxes were as common as intimidations against officials hired to collect them. So you can imagine they're trying to collect taxes, but they're also paying officials to get the taxes, it's kind of balancing out, you know? <laughs> Exercise officers were sent to collect the tax, were met with defiance and threats of violence. Some producers refused to pay the tax. Perhaps inevitably, violence broke out. On September 11th, 1791, never forget. Oh, never. <laughs> Exercise officer Robert Johnson was riding through his collection route in western Pennsylvania when he was surrounded by 11 men dressed as women, which is, I don't know why <laughs> they had to dress as women for that. Um, it's your girl, John. I mean, <laughs> if they were into that, that's that's fine. But uh, it seems like a it was part of their strategy, which I don't really understand. Why not just surround him? You're 11 guys. I think you could do it. That reminds uh, me of the, what is it? Was it Django where the KKK were like, are we wearing the mask or are we not wearing the mask? <laughs> My wife wrote real hard on these masks. <laughs> these guys are definitely racist, so that's probably true. <laughs> For sure. Good comparison, John. Or uh, Sean. <laughs> the mob stripped him naked and then tarred and feathered him before stealing his horse and abandoning him in the forest. Oh my God. Rough day for, for Robert. Bob, as we call him. So <laughs> Johnson recognized two men in the mob and he made complaints and warrants were issued for their arrest. A cattle drover named John Connor was sent, which is a, the whitest name. And the most cowboy name I've ever heard. <laughs> he was sent to with warrants and then suffered the same fate as Johnson. He was tied to a tree in the woods for five hours before being found. Jesus. In response, Johnson resigned his post in fear of further violence, <laughs> which is fair. <laughs> I, think. I would quit too. Yeah. Oh, that is way too much work for probably what he was getting paid. <laughs> So the incidents escalated over the next few years, and in 1793, the home of Pennsylvania exercise officer Benjamin Wells was broken into twice. The first time, a mob of people forced their way in and assaulted Wells' wife and children. Oh. Oh, that's that's too much. That's not good. Yeah, that's not nice. Yeah. Oh, the tar and feather was fine, but (laughs) I mean, you got to draw the line. Yeah, be a line. You don't fuck with someone's family like that. Yeah. Pick on some of your size, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. The second incident involved six men in disguise. It doesn't say what, but I like to imagine they were also dressed as women. 
who attacked Wells while he was at home. The intruders demanded Wells' account books at gunpoint and insisted he resign his position, which is, again, a little too far to attack people in their homes for attacks that has nothing really to do with these people. They're just collecting it. Um, doing their job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> shitty job. But it is a tax shitty collectors, job. Tax collectors have, have had a bad rep since, like, Bible times, man. You got to feel for them. Yeah. Yeah. They always yeah. list all the sinners and then tax collectors. I'm like, damn, it's just a job, bro. Like, what did they do? <laughs> to be fair, it's all it's mostly all government officials. They're kind of just universally snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Snakes. No, I'm just kidding. Don't. <laughs> John is a government official. He's our CIA yeah. agent. Yeah. He's here to spy on us because we are of interest. <laughs> Feeling unrepresented in Congress, the citizens of Western Pennsylvania gathered their own assembly with three to five representatives per county. While radical members put, so, so this has got, they just created their own government. They were like, oh, we're 20 years ago. We can just do it again, right? <laughs> radical members, however, pushed for open rebellion. Moderates like Hughes, Henry Brackenridge, and future Secretary of the U.S. Treasury, Albert Galantine, Galantine? urge consolatory measures. So there's a, there's a small group that's like, should take this to the government. There's a group that's like, we'll make our own government. And then there's a group that's like, screw that. We're going to kill our government and make them do what we want. <laughs> so, you know, it's a both sides issue kind of thing. <laughs> this all culminated in what is known as the attack on Bower Hill. In the summer of 1794, Federal Marshal David Lennox began the process of serving rights to 60 distilleries in western Pennsylvania who had not paid the tax. On July 14th, Lennox accepted the services of tax collectors and wealthy landowner John Neville as a guide through Allaney County. And I apologize if you're from there. I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> um, on July 15th, they approached the home of William Miller, who refused to accept his summons. An argument ensued when Lennox and Neville rode off. They were face-to-face -face with an angry mob, armed with pitchforks and muskets. Some were believed to be drunk, so <laughs> you weren't far off with the, they had to be drunk to be in this rebellion. Are they dressed like women still, or are just normally dressed? Just assume every story in this, they're dressed like women, because <laughs> why, why not? It, it makes it more fun. I don't know. <laughs> In my head, I'm just envisioning like a super buff Goldilocks. Yeah. That's, that'd be working a rifle. <laughs> that's a rebellion I can get behind, you know? That's hot. <laughs> they probably want you to get behind them, Josh. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, if that's their thing, uh, I uh, can't fault them for that, you know? Yeah, nothing uh, is key. You know, who really knows what's what? It's, it's all just bodies at some point. Yeah, you know? right? <laughs> flesh on flesh. <laughs> That's why you watch wrestling, Sean. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Someone had told the mob that the federal agents were dragging people away. They weren't, but that's what like a rumor that was going around. But Lennox and Neville were allowed to pass once this was understood to be untrue. Nonetheless, a shot was fired as the two men ran away. It was probably just up in the air, but, you know, tensions start rising. You hear shots. You get a little bit worried. On... The morning of July 16th, Neville was asleep in his home on Bower Hill when he was awakened by a crowd of angry men, some of whom had been served summons the previous day. The men claimed that Lennox needed to come with them because there was a threat to his life. Neville didn't believe the men and ordered them off his property. When the mob refused, Neville grabbed a gun and shot at the crowd, 
striking oh. and killing Oliver Miller. And of course, in retaliation, the mob began to shoot back at his house. Oh. This guy has cojones to be like, there's a whole mob and it's just me. Time to time to shoot them. Like, what a dumbass. That was, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> dumbass. Dumbass is probably the right word for that. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're outnumbered, probably best unless, just... Uh, unless your house is just prepared and it's just like an armory and you could John Wick them. Yeah, so we get into that. It kind of does happen that way. Fun fact. So Neville made, his, made it inside the house and sounded a signal horn, after which he heard the sound of his slaves attacking the crowd with firearms because of course he had slaves. He's a white guy in 1700s. Just how it is. I wonder if like they were just like, if they thought for a second, like, you know, if we don't help them, are we free? Like Canada's not far away from here. We That's what I'm saying. We, we can do this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it is a weird power dynamic type of thing. power dynamic, you know? Yeah. Like your life is in the hands of this person who owns you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. It probably did cross their mind, but who, who knows? Like, it's hard to say. None of us yeah. have been slaves. We can't say what it be like. So regardless, they ended up attacking the crowd with firearms as well. Six members of the mob were wounded before they fled with Miller's body. By evening, the mob had reconvened for a meeting with a group of other people who declared revenge on Neville. So they are planning another attack, which happens the next day. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, they are uh, not patient people. I mean, they're summons, so they're, they're like, we only got a matter of time before I gotta go to get, pay these taxes um, uh, on... July 17th, 1794, as many as 700 men marched to drums and gathered at Neville's home. Oh, they, yeah. They demanded his surrender, but Major James Kirkpatrick, one of 10 soldiers who had come to the property to help defend it. So it is Neville. 10 versus 700. His slaves, which I don't know how many there'd be, but let's say 20 and then 10 soldiers, 40 to 50 people. Against 700. Uh, <laughs> let's see how this goes. <laughs> Seems like it's going to end poorly. Well, the, so James, Major James Kirkpatrick had come to the property to help defend it and answered that Neville was not there. In fact, Kirkpatrick had helped Neville escape the house and hid in a ravine, so he was actually not there. The mob demanded that the soldiers surrender. When that request was refused, they set fire to a barn and slave dwellings. The Neville women were allowed to flee in safety, after which the mob opened fire on the house. Following an hour of gunfighting, the mob's leader, James McFarlane, was killed because it started shooting back. In a rage, the mob set fire to other buildings, and the soldiers soon surrendered as Bower Hill Estate burned to the ground. Yeah. It did not end there, however. So less than a week later, because they're, they're on a tight schedule, you know, they may be drunks, but they, <laughs> they get shit out yeah, they got their they got their Outlook calendar all synced up. <laughs> They're like Slack accounts. We meet at nine hundred hours. <laughs> They're Slack accounts. Oh, we meet at nine hundred hours to to attack Pittsburgh of all places. Have you guys been to Pittsburgh? No, no, neither have I. I do want to get no. a sandwich from there. They have a a sandwich from Primanti Brothers. Where it's Ooh. like a deli sandwich, but they put fries in it. I used Damn, to watch a lot of Travel Channel. <laughs> Probably borderline too much travel channel, but hey man, I'm on the same boat, my guy. I'd it is what it is. 
that and uh, diners, drives in and dives. Oh yeah, guy Fieri, bro. <laughs> and and I saw from our good friend Alex from Real Distraction that you now have Discovery Plus in Canada, Josh. So you might want to binge that in a Ghost Adventures. Nice. I just got Bell TV, so maybe I'll have it on there. I'll check it what out. The fuck is Bell TV? That sounds like some Canadian ass shit. What is Bell TV? Oh, it is <laughs> our largest telecom network. I will get into. I'll do that one at one episode. That is a fascinating tale about how three networks own our entire country. But anyway. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like the uh, what's the what's the sh- shitty telecom you guys have? Fox. Like. No. 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 See. No, 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 no. Like the uh, internet provider. Oh, Comcast? Comcast. That's it. They're like our Comcast. Huh. But anyway. Moving. I don't know how we got onto internet and then. <laughs> oh, Pittsburgh. Right. We're, uh, we're going to Pittsburgh. To, sorry, to, sorry. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. So less than a week later, the mob met with local dignitaries who warned that Washington would send a militia to strike them down. And they had to strike first. Wealthy landowner David Bradford, along with several other men, attacked a mail carrier and discovered three letters from Pittsburgh expressing disapproval of the attack on Neville's property. Bradford used these letters as an excuse to encourage an attack on Pittsburgh, inciting 7,000 men to show up at Braddock's Field east of the city. Jeez. So they have 10 times the amount of men that they attacked uh, the farm with, and now they're going to attack an entire city. Which, if you think about it back then, that was a lot of people. Like, that is a huge people. Huge militia. And they take their fucking whiskey seriously. <laughs> Jesus. That's three cents a gallon. They sure do. You're going to love this part. <laughs> so the city of Pittsburgh, fearing violence, sent a delegation to announce that the three letter writers had been expelled from the city and offered a gift of several barrels of whiskey to the militia. As the day ended, the crowd had drunk deeply from the barrels and weren't inspired to descend on Pittsburgh with any fury. Instead, they gained permission to march through Pittsburgh peacefully. <laughs> that sounds like they just got turned and had a, like a, a block party in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Let's have seven thousand drunk rebel rebels fucking marching through our city. That's a good idea. Just hammered. <laughs> oh, you go wrong. Nothing actually went wrong. Everything oh, was God. fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they. Just marched through the city that night, and and nothing really happened other than they got drunk and and peacefully protested. However, with signs that the rebellion was going to reignite the conflict, and believing it was uh, linked to unrest in other parts of the country, so there was a few other parts of the country that were all wanting to rebel, Hamilton wanted to send troops to Pennsylvania, but Washington opted for a peace envoy instead. The peace envoy inevitably failed. Clearly, they didn't bring whiskey with them. So Washington met with his cabinet officials and presented evidence of the violence to the Supreme Court. Justice James Wilson, who ruled a a military response was justified. Under the Militia Act of 1792, Washington assumed emergency power to assemble more than 12,000 men from the surrounding states in eastern Pennsylvania as a federal militia. Uh, Yeah, so he's like, I'm going to... Just stop this out quick. So Washington met first with the rebels who assured him the militia was not needed and that order had been restored. Washington opted to retain the military option until proof of submission was apparent. The large and well-armed militia marched into western Pennsylvania and was met with angry citizens, but little violence. 
When a rebel army didn't appear, the militia rounded up suspected rebels instead. Oh. They're like, well, we're here anyway. We might as well get something. Yeah, we're paying more taxes to get this army together. We might as well get some payment. However, the rebellion's instigators had already fled, and the militia prisoners weren't involved in the rebellion at all. They, however, were still marched to Philadelphia to stand trial regardless. Only two men were found guilty, and both were pardoned by Washington. So, just kind of a, well, we're we're just going to clean the slate, you know? So, the federal response to the Whiskey Rebellion was widely believed to be a critical test of federal authority, one that Washington's fledgling government met with success. The whiskey tax that inspired the rebellion remained in effect until 1802, which then, under the leadership of President Thomas Jefferson and the Republican Party, the tax was repealed after continuing to be almost impossible to collect. Because no one still paid it. And that, my friends, is the entirety of the Whiskey Rebellion. A group of unrest, uh, uh, restless, middle-class, middle middle-to-lower-class alcohol producers getting angry, attacking people, getting drunk, parading through not Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, people from Pittsburgh are going to hate that. <laughs> I confused the two. And then uh, Washington just said, uh, fuck you, here's 12,000 men. <laughs> and nothing inevitably happened other than, what, like two, three deaths, I think I said. So, yeah. That is the Whiskey Rebellion. What are your guys' final thoughts on it? I, f- I feel like there's a, a modern version of this that could happen but instead of whiskey i have a feeling people are going to do it with ipa rebellion or some shit oh okay i was gonna say the john deere rebellion there have canadians have a a a skewed version vision of america a john deere rebellion you guys are not you guys (laughs) yeah you guys are having a john deere strike right now it's a big thing oh oh really yeah it's a huge thing right now they'll have both they don't they don't want to work because, well, they're all, they're getting fucked with pay. But yeah, basically they're not getting compensated properly and they're striking. So Damn. all they need is some whiskey and this could be a rerun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Josh, you know more about American news than John or I. I, listen I don't to know if that's good. Political podcasts. <laughs> that's fair. It's yeah. football <laughs> season. The Astros are in the playoffs right now. <laughs> NBA is go Wedding. NBA is back. There's at the NHL. Who the fuck? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Hockey, Sean. Hockey. <laughs> you guys have that as well. The Dallas Stars. Okay. I don't support Dallas teams. And I know John doesn't either. I don't either. I live here and I fucking hate all of them. God damn. The Dallas Stars are okay. They're mediocre, I guess. I'll give you that. <laughs> we used to have a team in Houston, but not anymore. I remember when I was a kid. That, hmm. Did you? He, yeah, Houston Arrows. We were like green. We had an airplane logo. Oh, that's what the Winnipeg Jets are now. Dang, oh, gross. Yeah, they took the team because that. <laughs> I said gross. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be associated with Winnipeg either. <laughs> I guess, it, I mean, it's Texas. I, I imagine it'd be pretty hard to get a hockey crowd out there. Uh, our, our, there's, our soccer team know. won like four championships and it's still like, Nobody who cares? cares? Who cares? I mean, it, I guess middle of the summer, you know, may, or well, I guess it's not middle of the summer, but you know, if there's a heat wave, it's cheaper than an AC. Just go to a game. Hey, my my point stands about <laughs> at, at least Texans. They only care about the balls. All right. 
Okay, so they should make the puck round is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much just just make it like fucking Rocket League. And then maybe they'll can. Ooh, I'd watch that. Or Twisted Metal. That'd be kind of cool too. I think people would care about that. Making a movie on that, I think. Or TV show. Yeah. I heard that. That can't be good. Well, I can't imagine how it would be good, but. You can only do so much with crashing cars. The Fast and Furious are on like episode nine. Oh, that's you true. can do it. You can do it, <laughs> dude. You're right. Speaking totally off topic, but speaking of Fast and Furious, isn't that wild? How they went from stealing DVDs in the first movie to being fucking super agent CIA tech people, <laughs> like in a span of like 20 years. How is that even remotely possible? It's because they're, they're family. Okay, yeah, family talkers. All Sean. How do you think this podcast survives? <laughs> We're family. All right. Yes. We might not look like it, but <laughs> I thought it was the blood contracts we all signed when we started oh, hosting. Well, that too. that too, but that's mostly just so John can do his puns. It was in the contract. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, that was the Whiskey Rebellion. I hope you enjoyed that. What would you call that? A minor rebellion after the rebellion? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was lit. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they kind of had their fun. They were trying to ride the high of America's freedom, and it didn't work out the way they wanted it to. That's true. Yeah, it's your second or third best rebellion. Uh, (laughs) The second or third, the other second or third, I would say, was in January. (laughs) Uh, God, those are not... That's my shank for the episode. (laughs) For fucking doing a rebellion draft? Come get number one. Tea party. (laughs) We love our tea. Uh, you guys don't actually like tea, but anyway. Um, sweet tea, tea. That's true. We did talk about tea. Oh, sweet tea. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking Melt about. Melt tea. Yeah. Brisk. I fuck with a brisk. You know what I mean? Okay. It, hey, I just ordered like a bunch of shit from David's Tea. From Isn't isn't that a Canadian? Hey, yeah. Well, yeah. I, gotta, I have a subscription with David's Tea, all right? Hell yeah. What do you get? Just a box of everything. Okay, okay. Like a fucked, I, I, I am a tea guy. That's risky. I like tea. Like I'll have tea pretty often, but I stick to like my orange Pico and green tea, you know? I was like, oh man, I love it. Okay. That's bad. You know what? I can't hate it. (laughs) What about you, Sean? Are you more like Ted Lasso? Coffee. Coffee all day. I I, I do coffee in the morning, tea at night. Respectable. I do, I do iced coffee in the morning, two espresso shots after lunch. And then a decaf. And then whiskey at night, baby. You bet I can believe it. Shots and thoughts. And I go And then I go to Pittsburgh. And they welcome me with open arms. They're like, oh, Sean's back again. Must be Saturday. Time for his weekly peaceful march. I want we, more whiskey. We need to do that shit to IRS, man. It's like, don't fucking charge me tax this year. It'll probably end the same way where we get hey, stomped right. out and then yeah. everybody forgets yeah. that this happened. They're like, we have nukes uh, <laughs> and drones. Like, yeah, you're not, you guys aren't winning that one. <laughs> the um, least of our worries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we are going to get into me eating these horrendous candies and talking about who won the candy tier list. So John, can you please have that pulled up for us? All right, and we are back. It is time for my least favorite part of every episode is when I cop to losing 
another challenge. So John, while I start consuming these, and if you're on YouTube, you're going to watch me do it, I guess. Uh, I'm not going to eat to the mic because that's probably gross for everyone out there. No, 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 no. ASMR, baby. We want to hear it. All right. For the first couple, I'll do it. And then, so trigger warning for anyone who hates mouth noises, here it goes. Um, uh, yeah, a handful. There you uh, go. A full handful? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fist in, put it in your mouth. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Closer. All right, coming in, coming oh, in. Third place. Wait, wait, John. Shh. Oh. Mm, this is gross. Mm. I love seeing it. The texture isn't even good. <laughs> They're like, it's like in between chalk and jelly. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh, my God. Swallow, Josh. I, well, I don't even have to. It's kind of dissolving in my mouth. <laughs> yes. oh. That's mm. what we like to hear. Talk with my teeth. I'll take another drink and then I'll, I'll have another handful. <laughs> I don't know if I can eat all these, but I'll have a cup. I'll have another handful, please. All right, go ahead, John. So, so while Josh is drinking, we're going to do a recap of who came in third, oh. second, and first. So coming in third place, obviously you just saw him eat a mouthful or a handful of, of candy corn. His list was jelly beans, boy, black and purple jelly beans, M&M's, yeah. Skittles, Snickers, and Mars bars. Coming in third place, Joshy boy, Uncle BJ. Sorry, everyone, for... Well, actually, no, you apologize to me. You're making me do this. <laughs> and coming in second place, he had 100 grand Snickers, Twix, peanut M&M's, and Reese's. Is it Reese's Pieces? I've always called it Reese's Pieces. Who the fuck says Reese's Pieces? I've always called it like Reese's Pieces. I don't know. That's fucking funny, all right? Anyway, coming in second place, it's your boy, Sean. It's your boy, Sean. (laughs) And of course, the winner, the always so popular on social media, with his... Selection of Twizzlers, Kit Kat, Twix, Snickers, and Sour Patch Watermelons. Josh is dying. He's <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> I'm the winner. Your Poppy John. So we have Father Josh and Poppy John. No, it's Uncle Josh. Oh, Uncle Josh. Uncle, right. No, not even Uncle Josh. Uncle BJ. Oh, gross. Yeah, Uncle as hands candy corn. <laughs> As he's oh, choking on candy. Disgusting. <laughs> it's just an aftertaste in my mouth. I can't even get it out. God damn it. That's what she said. It's coating my mouth. That's what um, she said. <laughs> keep it going. <laughs> I knew this segment would lead to a lot of that's what she said jokes. And yes, I wasn't disappointed. I think that's all I'm going to do. That is that's also that's what she horrendous. Said. <laughs> that's also what she said. <laughs> oh, God. Just me? Uh, well, I hope you enjoyed my suffering, Wikimaniacs. Luckily, the next suffering is Sean, because we still have to watch a scary movie, which we will do sometime. <laughs> we just have not have time. So, him and, I, and maybe John, I don't know, we'll do a recap on, on a scary movie episode. Okay, John, I'll join. You might not have to watch it. But so that is it for this episode, Wikimaniacs. What did you think of the Whiskey Rebellion? Was it as great or greater than the American Revolution. That is the poll <laughs> I want to put up. <laughs> uh, unnecessary poll of all time. Right. No, no. I think it could go either way. I think people enjoy whiskey and getting drunk in 
Pittsburgh. So, you know, whiskey or tea, that's kind of the, that's, that should be the poll, whiskey or tea. Make two polls, John. John, just do all these things for me. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So American Revolution or Whiskey Rebellion and then tea or uh, whiskey are the two polls. I want to see what kind of listeners we have, <laughs> whether they're cool or cooler. And I'll let you. <laughs> nice. Good sale. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode and want more, consider subscribing and rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Good Pods. And finally, as I said before, if you want more episodes, consider supporting the show to get ad-free episodes and get episodes a week early. But on top of that, we're also doing bonus episodes at least once a month, maybe more. We'll see how our schedule goes. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash reddit on wiki, sign up, and we, we appreciate anyone has signed up. As always, links to everything I mentioned are in the show notes. Thank you, Wikimaniacs, and we will see you next week. I'm going to go dump out all these candy corns. Listen to our podcast or you're going to get whiskey dick. <laughs> this How did you not fit a whiskey dick joke in there? Not once, you, John. You were waiting this whole time. I saved it for last. Okay. You saved the worst for last. Yes. <laughs> all right. Peace out. Later. Bye. Audible is the largest collection of audiobooks and podcasts.